Love Talk Radio. Paperback Hello and welcome to Recipe Records Radio Show. This is your show for food and music. I am your host, Lena Stagg, and I am broadcasting live from fabulous and hot Evansville, Indiana. I am so excited to have you on the show, have you listening to the show today. If you are listening live, I invite you to call into the show and ask me a question. Ask our featured author, Terry Dunsterville, a question. Anything you want to chat about. I hear that on talk shows all the time. You can call in and talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, I really don't really want to talk about politics. But anything else you want to talk about, if you want to talk about food or music, we would love to chat with you. And the number to call in should be on your screen, 602-753-1768. And I have a fabulous lady on the show today, and she will be joining us in a couple of minutes. Her name is Terry Dunsterville. She writes... Her pen name is T.I. Dunsterville, which sounds very officious. I love that. And she's going to be chatting with us today about her new release, Warlocks of Evergreen, which is part of her Evergreen Journals series. And it's a sci-fi book. And I have been loving this book. I've started reading it, and my son is going to read it. He actually had it tucked away yesterday and I could not find it because he is ready to read it when he's when he gets tired of searching for Pokemon. But um he it, it's a it's a beautiful book, beautiful cover and her her story the story is is super cool and her descriptions are just beautiful. So you're going to enjoy listening to Terry in just a couple of minutes. I wanted to tell you about a few things that are coming up. I've been recording the Evansville Local Author series of radio shows for several weeks. Uh, we're in the, today's episode is number eight, and it has been such a joy to feature these authors that are found here in the Evansville area. There are numerous authors. And so I have at least two more shows coming up and you never know, there might be another one after that. So thank you thank you so much for tuning in and taking an interest in the authors in our area. They are definitely worthy of a look uh by you for uh their their work and pick up a copy for if it's not something you like to read pick up a copy and donate it to your library donate it to your church library um, there's so many so many ways that we benefit uh, not only author benefits but 
the reader benefits. And I love seeing kids have books in their hands, and I think physical books are still very important. Okay, so I'm starting to sound like I'm on a soapbox, and I'm really not. I'm sitting on in a nice, nice cozy chair. But we have our, our Evansville local author group has many, many, many activities coming up, and I just want to quickly give you the rundown. And I'm really embarrassed I don't have the date, but I think it's August the 4th. Um, we have a Facebook party that you are going to enjoy so much because you can you can sit at home and eat and drink what you want, wearing what you want, and you can party with us on your computer. And it is just the most perfect party I have ever thrown. So I am going to go all out for you at the Facebook party uh, for my part. It, it will include all of the authors in our group. So you can get more information on the Facebook party if you go to the Evansville Local Authors Facebook page. Like our page and follow the announcements that we have coming up because there are so many. But you can join the party as well, and you'll receive notices that tells you when the party is going to be starting. I think it's on a Thursday night. I think it's August the 4th, and I think it's around 6 to 7.30. All of the authors will be there. We will post pictures. We will post questions and answers. We will have prizes. I will post some cocktails for you. I am going to take care of you. And so that is coming up. We are also going to be at the Arts Council's first Fridays, which is on Haney's, at Haney's Corner in Evansville, the first Friday of the month, which I think it's August, I don't know, August 2nd. I'm so messed up on my dates. But the first Friday in August, head down to the Haney's Corner. We, The Evansville Local Authors will have a table or two or three, and we will would love to uh, chat with you and tell you more about our our books. The Midwest Writers Guild has a table at the Franklin Street Bazaar, which is every Saturday morning at the West Side Library grounds, which is on Franklin Street, right next to the Gerst House. And the Midwest Writers Guild has a table that's just, just down the sidewalk from the Gerst House. And the many um, of the local authors have their books for sale there, so check that out. Um, there is another uh, tent there for a local business called Outside the Gift Box. They are a brand new gift shop, which is on the downtown Main Street walkway, and it's across from Honey Baked Ham. And you can find my books in that store. And they have a booth at the Franklin Street Bazaar as well. They do a uh, corner for children and read to children. And it's really, really a cool spot for kids to go if uh, the parents kind of want to look a little bit without the kids hanging on them. But um, check out Outside the Gift Box. And on Mondays, you can enjoy a sample from 
my cookbook. Um, I took in a sample of my Misty Mountain Hopscotcheroos yesterday, which is a recipe from my cookbook named for a Led Zeppelin song, one of my most favorites. And so check out uh, Outside the Gift Box on Mondays and check out the Monday Munchies. Another really cool event that the Evansville Local Authors have coming up is the Willard Library Local Author Series. We just are getting this announced, and it's going to be super cool. Once a month, a local author will be giving a presentation at the Willard Library. They have a brand new beautiful gallery that holds up to 150 people. It is lovely. Um, it houses much of Evansville's local history, uh, local do uh, old documents and such. And it is, it's just gorgeous. And they are going to be sponsoring our local author series. So the uh, first author that will be presenting is Carolyn Howard. And she has her program on Monday, August the 22nd. And she will be um, giving a presentation about her book, The Cliffords and Mr. Orr. So it's a wonderful, wonderful book about life in, during World War I era. And um, so August 22nd, put that on your calendar. The public is invited, and we are hoping you will come. Uh, I will be giving the program in September. I'll just tell you real shortly. September 26th, my topic is going to be, were the Beatles the original millennials? So I figured that uh, my husband and I have eight children. We're a blended family. And we have eight millennials. And so I figured I might know a little bit about millennials, and I know a little bit about the Beatles. So I'm going to kind of mix that together, and we're going to do a chat on um, whether we think the Beatles were the original millennials. So I hope you can make it September 26th. And there's several more wonderful, wonderful programs and authors. And so I invite you to uh, watch our Facebook page for announcements and like Willard Library's page and watch for announcements on there too. Okay, I have chatted far too long. I am really excited to introduce you to this wonderful, wonderful author. I have really enjoyed chatting with her. She started coming to the Evansville Local Author Forums, and I met her through those. And so happy that she uh, came and has joined our group. She is just adorable. She has lived all over the world and has that, those experiences has given her a lot of material to write and to ponder on uh, her projects. So she is a resident of Evansville, of course. She's lived here a couple of years, moving here to be with her close to her family. So I've really enjoyed getting to know her and, and really excited to have uh, someone on that's a newcomer to Evansville. I'm, I'm considered a newcomer, even though I've lived here 19 years. Um, 
that still doesn't mean anything. I'm a newcomer. I didn't. I wasn't born here. So um, there's many things that I love about Evansville, and so I am interested in hearing what Terry um, enjoys um, about Evansville, having been a uh, someone that lives has lived all over the world. Okay, I'm going to see if we are connected. Hello, Terry. Are you there? Well, I'm here, Lena. You, you didn't fall asleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so glad that you could be on the show today. It's a really hot, nasty day. So so what better way to uh, uh, spend our time than chatting about your book? Yeah, I'm glad I'm inside in the cool, but um, the heat here isn't as bad as it was in where I lived before in Florida and Texas, so I'm all right. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I as I mentioned, you, you've lived in Evansville for just a couple of years. What are something that you enjoy doing um, here with your family? Well, we... We explore the parks um, with my grandchildren. Uh, I really love the parks in Evansville and the zoo and the museum, and we all live downtown. So even just walking down the streets, going to and fro, is um, looking at all the old, uh, lovely old buildings. Uh, That's a lot of fun, too. Um, I just like the atmosphere for families here in Evansville. So we do a lot of stuff together. Well, I have to concur. I I think it is a wonderful town for for families. There's so many things uh going on, it seems like. And um you just have to kind of open your eyes a little bit and look around and and you'll find so many um activities to do. Well, Terry, tell us about where you um where your travels have taken you and how that gave you the idea to write your your sci-fi series. Well, um, I don't think the particular countries gave me the idea so much um, it, because I was while I was traveling, I started reading very young on the science fiction, and I loved the uh, juvenile adventures by many, you know, the uh, authors at that time, and. Um, what what the traveling gave me, I think, was just an overall view of the world and the people on it that um, it, it's something that's so invaluable and it can't help being incorporated in my worldview, so to speak. And somehow or other that creeps into the books as well. Uh, this general love of cultures and people, um, a general love of the earth itself, and a real appreciation for, you know, the things we have uh, and a compassion for the people that don't have what we do, like, say, here in the United States, here in Evansville, in my own home, um, just realizing that I'm very fortunate. Well, you did a a magnificent job of um, creating the characters, and um i you know what i've read i've i've read a good amount of it and um i've i've just really really um have such an appreciation for 
your 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 writing is 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 like uh it is just beautiful it it's poetry and uh the the descriptions are very um very interesting and my 19 year old son is like i say he he tucked that book away i showed it to him and and told him that you know he could he he should uh, write it and or read it and he read the the back cover and he says oh this sounds like something i would really like and uh next thing i knew the book was gone <laughs> so i had to had to find it so i could uh read more on it last night but um tell us a little you know kind of start out uh, in general what the what the story is about and um then maybe we'll we'll try and and go a little deeper into um the characters and a little story behind them well the uh first book warlocks of evergreen is part of a series um that I'm working on um the evergreen journals and really the whole group of books will hinge on the planet they live on um, Evergreen is a sentient planet, and um, <clears throat> they're, uh, the people in it are what comprise the individual uh, books, uh, how different characters in the story perceive their planet, how they relate to it, <clears throat> how they get to know, know, the, you know the planet itself and how they get to know each other. Those are the individual stories, but the whole group uh, series kind of hinges together like I said, on the uh, what the planet is trying to do. And, um, well, that's getting into the next book, and I'm working on that right now, so I don't want to give away the stories, but um, it, there is a purpose. There's something that Evergreen is trying to do, and I think that's why when I introduced the book, um, I had a prologue, which... The editor wasn't too sure it was necessary for this book. She said, unless it had something to do with the series as a whole. And I thought, yes, that's it. I wanted to give a hint to the readers that there was some background that is different from what they're reading in this one, this person's story, that there's more mm. to it. Yeah, so I, I didn't want my uh, uh, readers to be in a state of shock when they get into the second book and find, what's this? How did this happen? And as the series continues, it just it grows and develops on, um, you know, and the characters move that along. Well, tell us tell us about um, the characters for the uh, warlocks of Evergreen. Okay, well, it it's really it starts with uh, two half breed sisters. They're half breed human and half-breed um, sea sprite, which is one of the uh, indigenous species on the planet. <clears throat> and because they don't know very many other um, people uh, that have are half-breeds like themselves, they really don't have that much idea of what they are capable of or what they can do. Genetically, the humans there have altered and are starting to develop um, paranormal talents, uh, mental talents, um, telepathy, uh, teleportation, uh, you know, that kind of telekinesis, that kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> what the two sisters don't know is because of their half-breed heritage, they are 
much more advanced in those talents than the humans are, uh, and they need guidance in that. And what the background of the planet is that it has taken these two sisters and sends them on a journey through, as they do during the book, um, to discover those talents, how they work, and also to discover their relationship with the planet. And um, to do this, they also have guidance from the warlocks. And the warlocks are kind of a legend in the books. And they are not that the, the rest of the humans and the population on Evergreen are not that aware of them. Uh, so they, I want to say they sneak around, but they are kind of keeping an eye on everything that's going on on Evergreen. And uh, they interact with these two sisters uh, one brother, Daniel, and uh, is is working uh, with one of the sisters, Desimbe, and um, the other, his sister, Celeste, is working with her sister, Sierva, and um, <clears throat> they also help them learn about their abilities and what just it means to be a half breed because they're half breeds, they are half breed human and air fairy. And so it's the names are very fanciful, which is where the fantasy element comes into it. But it's really ones that humans on the planet have chosen from their memory, history, lore, uh, to name the indigenous species and their their talents as they grow. And that's why they've chosen those names. Um, and the young girls, Desimbe, it starts off when she's 17. She's the main character. And uh, it takes her through until she's about um, a little over 19 years old. So it's a, it's a couple of years in her life and um, all the things she experiences during that time, um, starting off with her family and then them being split up. And then the, uh, the as she finds out about different things that are going on on Evergreen that are shocking to her, um, the war and the basis of what's going on there with other cultures on the planet um and so it's just it's a coming of age story really for for her and um you know it takes her right through her uh growth and then there's a romance in there um and that is just gradual it builds up as the story goes on and takes you through to a kind of conclusion on that um which ends the first book but it doesn't conclude the whole story it's very obvious when you reach the end that there's more coming that there's another book but it concludes a certain element of the story that's terrific so you have three books i guess that are two two more books in addition to this one um at least three <laughs> Um, I'm working, the, the second one, I'm taking it from a draft. It's not the first rough draft, but a kind of secondary draft. I'm taking it through and putting in, you know, to where I can uh, get it published. I'm working on that. And then the third book is in basically in a rough draft form, but it is fairly, com- the outline of it is, you know, really complete. And then there's notes um it may stretch into a fourth book. And there are also a couple of short stories that take place on Evergreen that are separate from the books. So it's a whole world and all the goings on. 
so to speak. That's fabulous. That is fabulous. Well, like I say, I I I love the images that you that you have created in the story, and it's the the descriptions are just beautiful. Your writing is beautiful. Um, you say I I know I had published some your your bio on my blog yesterday and you said you had a, a file cabinet <laughs> filled with um notes and rough drafts and such and it's been a collection of many years that you have been working toward this book is that correct uh yes it is and that file cabinet it also includes other places other planets besides evergreen and there is another i think in the second book of this series i introduced an, another alien uh race that's not from evergreen and they are in almost all the books they carry through into the universe that evergreen exists in the human explored universe and they are like the explorers the uh, uh people who connect all the different oh, series of books together, if I ever get that far. Um, I have a lot of notes. <laughs> and like I said, a lot of it is on the computer now, too, but it's it's still rough. And, uh, you know, you have your, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> right. Well, how do you, you know, I don't have that sci-fi brain and and to look at your book and uh see all of the the meticulous story that you have created um you know what what helped you to you know gain these ideas and um to to create this story how did you get the get the idea for it well, that goes back a lot to read, just reading um, down through the years um, because they say that now when people uh, write, nothing new is ever really created and it's a collection of bits and pieces from what you, you know, you right. know. Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, like I said, I, I started off reading when I was very young on the science fiction. I read the grand, all the Grand Masters, Asimov, Clark, Heinlein, and my one of my favorites of the adventure type stories was Andre Norton, and um, I also have the complete collection of um, uh, Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Pern series, which is that borderline again of science fiction and fantasy, and, and I guess that's where uh, what I feel like mine probably is. It, it's uh, a little bit of something of the fantastical in a science fiction setting. Um, and I think when I was uh, writing this, I became very aware when you're what they call, you know, creating a world, um, world building. If you're going to have, like it does, two moons, you have to have all the, uh, and then you have to know the length of the year, the phases of the moon. Uh, you have to know so much about that planet. And so my notes, aside from the book, are pretty in detail. I have a whole volume of just notes on the planet and, and it, you know, uh, how it uh, relates to what they know about Earth, you know, like we know about Earth. 
uh, for instance, to make it habitable. Why is it habitable as opposed to another planet that, that isn't? Um, and that's, you know, the distance from the the uh, distance from the sun, the mass, uh, moons, tides. There's a lot involved in world building that um, in the background that the reader will never know about probably, but I do have sure. all the phases of the moon worked out. Um, wow. Yeah. So do you have, have, like, a degree in science? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I have read – I have a, a large library of layman's um, books on physics and um, astrophysics and, you know, just all sorts of books on – because if you love science fiction, you tend to do that, I think, maybe. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so – um, I don't have any degree in that, and it's all too technical for me to really get real involved in, but I try to research what I need for each individual book. Mm-hmm. And then aside from that, of course, you have to keep all your characters straight and all their relatives and their ages, and <laughs> it, yeah, it's a lot of uh, meticulous uh, note-keeping to keep everything straight, like this person doesn't arise before that person at this particular scene, and that person has the baby at the right time, and da 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 da. You just, yeah, it's a lot of. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, and um, everything you detail that you note about the planet um, when you're world building, you have to make sure you have a record of that, and you don't have it in a, <laughs> somewhere down the line. Uh, you have to right. you know, keep it up the same. So yeah, that side of it. Um, I found it interesting um, when the story started, basically when I get concepts and, you know, the ideas in my head, um, it's because I'm a storyteller. And I I verbally used to tell stories to my friends when I was young. Um, storytelling can evolve from all sorts of things, and uh, but what I find uh I had to evolve in was the craft of writing. I found that more difficult. Um, there's a, a, people who are writers that don't necessarily enjoy having to create something, a story, make up, make up an idea. Um, and then there's somebody like me who I got all these ideas bouncing around in my head that I had to get down, but I had to learn the craft of writing to be able to get it across. And I think that in, includes the the research, learning how to research and uh, keep track of what you're writing and try to try to keep everything uh, coherent and uh, on track. And I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes, uh, but um, I make the effort to get it right. Well, I, I, I like, I just think it's, it's fabulous. Um, Your, your descriptions and, and, and the, story what i've read so far is just fascinating and it just amazes me whenever i'm reading it that um you how meticulous meticulous you are in in describing the the items and it's just it is just fabulous i i'm not verbally <laughs> uh it, explaining what it, you know how um how terrific I really do believe that it is but I am planning to 
write a review for you and um, hopefully that's something that you can use later on. But I'm really looking forward to, to finishing the, the, the novel and looking forward to my son reading it too so I can get his, his feedback on it. But um, tell us where people can purchase your book and if you have it in any stores in Evansville or, you know, where you can find them online. At the moment, um, it can be purchased on Amazon uh, in print or uh, their Kindle. It can also be found at the uh, website, the Barnes & Noble website, and also the, it can be ordered from the kiosk in the Barnes & Noble store. Um, I vended at the, in Evansville, uh, or yes, in yes. Evansville, or any any Barnes and Noble. Well, any any Barnes and Noble, it's on their website, okay. so it can be ordered, um, you know, at their kiosk, like I said, and and, and um, online. So, and, and that's just all the, the Barnes and Nobles across the country. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, the Franklin Street Market. Um, I'm exploring other avenues. Um, I'd like to get to the uh, Tricon that's coming up in October, and I'm trying to find out what is just... Tricon. Um, it was a, it's the uh, convention uh, that uh, for the uh, tri-state convention for oh people that are interested in anime, uh, comics, science fiction, all that kind of thing. We, the people that do cosplay. Are you familiar with that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the Star Trek fans and, and the um, Star Wars fans and people that, you know, wear the costumes and all that. Um, it's just, you know, people who like all the science fiction genre and all the different uh, forms that it comes in. And so it's, it's a, it, people come from all over the tri-state area to go to it. Oh, that's very cool. I'm sure my kids know all about it, but, but I'm the last to know. I'm not very cool. <laughs> but, um, well, that that's fascinating. And um, you are a member of the Evansville Local Authors, and she is always at our forums and our meetings, and you, we can purchase books at those meetings as well. Um, where online should people go to keep up with your book and like um I think you have a site a website and a blog and and Facebook tell us where they can find you Okay um my website is uh, wordpress.com. Okay tidensterville.wordpress.com no, at word uh, tidensterville dot wordpress dot com. Okay. Um, and then also too, there's uh, um, the information authors page on uh, the Amazon site. Um, and if they someone looks up under Warlocks of Evergreen, it uh, pops right up. Um. I do have a Facebook, but at the moment it's not an author's Facebook page. It's more family, and I haven't switched over yet. I'm trying to decide whether to do that or not yet. 
Um, well, I'm 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 a a person page. I'm not a an author page. So <laughs> and I've yeah. been that way for five years. So yeah, I like I it because I can I can talk mm-hmm. to people and yes. respond to people and. Um, mm-hmm. That you can't do that so much with the author page, but mm-hmm. I just have a hard time keeping track now uh, of my, you know, the news feed that comes on. When the more people you have, the longer your news feed gets. <laughs> right. That's hard. Okay, um, so you can find find Terry at Facebook and at tidunsterville.wordpress.com. And I, um, as I mentioned, she's a member of the Evansville Local Authors. I think you're also a member of the Midwest Writers Guild. And she is um, sometimes with their booth at the Franklin uh, Bazaar on Saturdays. So I highly encourage you to check out her terrific book. It is fascinating fascinating story it's a very delicious story you'll enjoy it your your children will enjoy it too um young adults and i um you can also find it at barnes and noble barnesandnoble.com i really am very happy to have you on today terry and look forward to seeing you at all the upcoming events and uh wish you Wish you much luck, and whenever your next book comes out, we'll have you back. Okay, thanks, Lena. All right, thank you. Have a great day and stay cool. Yeah, you too. All righty, bye-bye. That's going to wrap it up for today. Recipe Records is food for thought, food for the soul, food for the love of rock and roll. Paperback, right, back.